0: Our God, our, our King, our Lord, our Savior, how we love you. God, you are awesome, and you are worthy of all the praise. We thank you now for this time, for the preaching hour, for people who have come into your house, God, to experience you. So I pray, God, that you would show yourself mighty and strong in this place. God, that you would heal, deliver, and set free in this place. God, that you would use me, God, for your glory. Use every inch, every fiber, God, my personality, God, everything that is in me. Let it be on full display for your glory today, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 If you can rest on your feet, the word of the Lord this morning comes from the book of Luke, uh, chapter 15, looking at verses 11 through 32. Amen. He's a good, good father. Amen. He's a good, good father. Verse 11, chapter 15. And it reads, Then he said, A certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me. So he divided to them his livelihood And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together, journeyed to a far country, and there wasted his possessions with prodigal living. But when he had spent all, there arose a severe famine in the land, and he began to be in want. Then he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into the fields to feed the swine. And he would have gladly filled his stomach with the paws that the swine ate, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself... How many of my father's hired servants have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger? I will arise and go to my father and will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father, but when, he, but when he was still a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And then the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight and am no, and am no longer worthy to be called your son. But when the father said to his servant, but the father said to his servant, bring out the best robe and put it on him. And put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet and bring the fatty calf here and kill it and let us eat and be merry for my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and now is found and they began to be merry. Now now, his older son was in the field, and he came and drew near to the house, and he heard music and dancing. So he called to one of his servants and asked what these things meant. And he said to him, your brother has come, and because he has, re- and because he has received him safe and sound, your father has killed the fatted calf. But, when he, but he was angry and would not go in. Therefore, his father came out and pleaded with him. So he answered and said to his father, Lo, these many years I have been serving you. I've never transgressed your commandment at any time, and yet you never gave me a young goat that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as this son of yours came, who has devoured your livelihood with harlots, you killed the fatted calf for him. And he said to him, Son... You are always with me and all that I have is yours. It was right that we should make merry and be glad for your brother was dead and he is alive again. He was lost and is found. Say amen. amen. You may have your seat. Lean over real quick and bother your neighbor and tell your neighbor he's a good, good father. Yes, yes, this text this morning is for everybody in the house. The text this morning is for all the parents, all the fathers, and the mothers in this house. This text today is for all of the rebellious folks in the house. The text today is for all of the religious folks in the house. This text today is for you. See, we're here today, and most of us fall into one or two of these categories. We are either religious or we are either rebellious. Some of us are religious and rebellious. Lord, have mercy. Yes, yes, yes. We, we, we're here this morning, and some of us are rebels. You know, you, you do what you want to do. Uh, you go where you, you want to go, and you live how you want to live. Can't nobody tell you nothing, and as soon as somebody tells you something, you get mad, and you want to leave your daddy's house. I'm talking about the rebels this morning. You feel like the rules of life just don't apply to you. You say, you say, you say, it's your thing, and, and, and I do what I want to do. As a matter of fact, you, you, you seek thrill after thrill because you feel that in seeking thrills, you will find fulfillment in life. But I want to stop right here long enough to let you know that the only way to find true fulfillment is to have a deep relationship with the good, good Father. Yeah. See, I'm already in the text this morning, and some of us are religious. Yeah, we, we were raised in the church Uh, We sung in the children's choir, served on the deacon's board, yes, served on the greeters' ministry. We never chased women, we never lied, we never did anything wrong. As a matter of fact, we went to higher institutes of education and obtained various degrees and things like that, and and we have uh, achieved many successes in life. But we've done all of those things because we are seeking fulfillment. And I want to let you know once again that it doesn't matter if you are religious uh or if you are rebellious. The only way to find fulfillment in life is to have a relationship with a good, good father. You got to know him for yourself. You see, when you have a relationship with a good, good father, you know him as Yahweh. The one true God, the God who keeps his promises. You know him as Jehovah Jireh, the God who will see to it that you are provided for, the God who sees. You know him as Jehovah Shalom, the God of peace. You know him as Jehovah Rapha, the Lord God who healeth thee. You know him as Jehovah Nisi, the Lord God who gives victory. You see, when you know the one true God, God this morning then that's when you will have true fulfillment in life do you know him this morning let us turn our attention to our text Uh, when we come here to the gospel according to Luke chapter 15 we find that there are those surrounding Jesus who would be considered the scum of the earth we find that Jesus is there with tax collectors, our publicans, and sinners. See, the Bible says yes, that 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 those type of peoples were drawn to Jesus, and and, and in that day, tax collectors were considered uh, uh, the scum of the earth. Nobody liked a tax collector. They didn't like tax collectors because tax collectors would um, they, they would um, join an allegiance with Rome and then they would collect taxes on the behalf of Rome, but they would collect taxes um, from their own people who were Jews. But not only did they collect that taxes or that money, they took more than their fair share and then kept the rest for themselves. These these tax collectors were uh, traitors, and they were also Jews. They were considered the scum of the earth. And in that circle of tax collectors, you also had sinners and harlots yes yes they all ran together and these are the type of people that were drawn to jesus what kind of people are drawn to you and why are they drawn to you yeah these tax collectors were hated by the rest of the jews because them themselves were also jews say amen I also want to let you know that these tax collectors, according to my research, were like mob bosses. They were like thugs. They were like gangsters. They used extortion to get the money from their fellow Jews. So if the Jews didn't give them the money, they simply took the money. And they had people with them who knew how to take the money. Thugs and people like that. And these are the kinds of people that Jesus sat down and ate with. And then the Pharisee says, look at Jesus. He eats with sinners and publicans, our tax collectors. Then Jesus takes the time to teach the Pharisees and scribes about the love of God. (laughs) He takes the time to teach them about the good, good father by using a parable and today we're going to look at the third part of the parable and in this parable there are three characters or three points we have the rebel which represents the younger brother and that's us y'all we have the righteous and that and who represents the father god amen in the father in the story and then we have the religious which represents the other brother and that's also us say say amen So Luke chapter 15, verse 11 and 12, and it reads, Then he said, a certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me. So he divided them his livelihood. Point number one, the rebel. Now, now in, in the Middle Eastern culture back then and even today, there are some things that you just did not do. And one of those things was to disrespect your father. Disrespecting your father can get you kicked out the house. Disrespecting your father can get you beat. Disrespecting your father can have some real, real tough things done to you. And that's even today as well. Amen. But I want you to look... At what the good father does. Uh, Now, now, when the father... But I want to let you know this before I do that. In that culture, when the father dies, a double portion of his estate goes to the older son. And then the rest will go to his other children. And in this particular parable, the good father has two sons. And so what the father does is he divided Amen. His, his livelihood with his sons. The oldest brother got two thirds and the youngest brother got one third. But but, 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 but I, wanna, uh, I want you to see here that the father is still alive. He, he's not dead yet. So, so the youngest son was basically saying, dad, I, I wish you were dead right now. Dad, I, I wish that you were not living so I can take all the money that you worked for, leave your house, and then go do what I want to do. I want to leave the good, good father and do my own thing. And I, I asked the text a question. Why would this son want to leave the, the, the safety of the good, good father? Why? Can I tell you why? Because he wanted to do his own thing. He wanted to live how he wanted to live. You can't just live any old kind of way in your daddy's house. There's some rules and some standards in your daddy's house. And if you can't live by those rules and standards, you want to pick up and you want to leave. But how many of you know that there's no safety like the good, good father? Don't listen to the enemy who tells you it's better on the other side. I'm getting ahead of myself. Getting ahead of myself. Yes. Basically, he was saying, Dad, I, I wish you were dead. In that culture, that was the highest form of disrespect. Amen. And I know some of you thinking, if my son ever fixed his lips to disrespect me like that, that would be the last time that he disrespect me like that. Say amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This 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 younger son was a disgrace to his family and to the whole community. But 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 this is how some of us treat our heavenly father. We 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 want what's on the master's table but we don't want the master. We 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 we, we recognize who the giver of life is, and we know that our blessings come from God, but we still want to do our own thing. We recognize who the giver of life is, and we know that all blessings come from God, but as soon as things get tough, as soon as things get tight, we want to forget all about what God has done and go do our own thing. That's how some of us treat our Heavenly Father. But I want to let you know once again that the only way to have true fulfillment in life is to be in close close relationship with the good, good Father. Say amen. amen. Some of us want to use God's blessings to satisfy our own flesh. Let's look at the next part of verse 12. It says, so he divided to them his livelihood. Look at what the father does here. He, he does not have him beat. He doesn't kick him out the house. He doesn't even lecture him. Uh-huh. I'm preaching to myself, y'all. He, 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 he simply divided his livelihood and gave the younger son his portion of his life. Now, notice the word life is used here. The father gave up land and property and in that culture to lose part of your land was like losing part of your life you see the father had to literally rip his life apart to give his son his share of his estate think about the pain Think about the rejection and even the humiliation, oh, I'm already preaching, that the father had to endure just to oblige his son. No, 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 notice how the father does not get angry. He does not retaliate, but he simply endures the anguish because he loves his son. Lean over and tell your neighbor he's a good, good father. You see, you see, you see, God loves you so much, Uh uh-huh. He wants you to love him back, and and that's why he won't make you do anything. He loves you enough to let you use the gifts that he has given you without him, if that's what you want to do. But I want to let you know this morning that you won't find fulfillment unless you use those gifts for the glory of God. Amen. Let's look at verse 13. Verse 13. And it says, And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together, journeyed to a far country, and there wasted his possessions with prodigal living. Now, we have here in the text the younger son with what I call liquid assets. Mm -hmm. The text says that not many days after which means that all the land and property that the younger son got, he had to liquidate those assets quick so that he can travel to a far country and do his own thing. Anybody ever try to travel with land and property? It's not possible. So he liquidated those assets so that he can have some money so that he can go do his own thing. Say amen. Yes, he, and, 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 and when you liquidate assets quick, Some of you know that you you don't get full value for those assets. And so he literally gave up his daddy's assets for pennies on the dollar so that he can go and live his own life and do what he wanted to do. He took a huge loss so that he can travel to a far country and live it up. And don't listen to the enemy this morning. Anytime you want to leave and do your own thing, you're taking a huge loss. A huge loss. Say amen. And that's exactly what the younger son does. He takes a huge loss so that he can go do what he wanted to do. The text says he uh, wasted or squandered, uh, scattered, dispersed his possessions with prodigal living. Now, that word prodigal in the Greek is the word asotos. Amen. And that word simply means a extravagantly wasteful, loose lifestyle, a lifestyle filled with, uh, should I say, debauchery. I'm trying to keep it G in here, but y'all know what I mean. He was out uh, in the chicken ranch. Uh, uh, they found him in the place where they found Lamar Odom. You, y'all know what I'm talking about. He, he he was he was doing his own thing. He was a uh, stop dropping and rolling with anybody, anyone, and even anything. A lifestyle of sin. I have you doing a little bit of everything, and that's what he did. Liquidated his assets to go live how he wanted to live. Squandered his his possessions on prodigal living. That word, that word prodigal, if, and when, you, when you read your Bible, there's only, uh, it's only used one time in the Bible. And that's right here in uh, Luke chapter 15, verse 13. Took his daddy's money and, 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 and used it on the nightlife. Wasted it on the nightlife. He was in the club making it rain. <laughs> yeah, amen. After the club, he went to the after party. And after the party, he was in the hotel lobby. He, he, he probably was the one hosting the parties. Just, just live in any old kind of way. That's what he was doing. Y'all see it? Amen. He, He, uh, yeah, uh, was using his daddy's money, yeah, to, to, to satisfy the lust of the flesh. Just say something there. He, I'm going to say it again. Using his daddy's money to satisfy the lust of the flesh. Uh, How how many of us waste God's money satisfying our own flesh? Just look straight ahead. Just look straight ahead. How many of us use God's money, amen, eating out all the time, watching movies all the time? That money can be used for the uplifting of the kingdom of God. Say amen when you can. Say ouch if you can't say amen. Uh, how, 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 how are we using the father's resources? Are we using it to glorify God? Or are we using it to satisfy the lust of the flesh? The little brother used his dad's resources to satisfy the flesh. And then look what happens in verse 14. It says, but when he had spent all, There arose a severe famine in the land, and he began to be in want. His money ran out, y'all. And when his money ran out, all the honeys ran out too. (laughs) Uh, But I'm grateful this morning that when I didn't have no money, (laughs) when I lived in Southeast Fresno in the Ranchwood Apartments in the studio, (laughs) God was with me. And not only was God with me, but I had a beautiful woman by the name of Miko who married me right there in those ranchwood apartments when I didn't have nothing. She didn't run out on me when the money ran out. And if the money ran out today, I'm grateful to God that she'll be right there with me. That's a good, good wife. Let me get back to the text. Let me get back to my manuscript. Back to my manuscript back to my manuscript his money ran out y'all and 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 uh a great recession hit the land i'm not talking about a recession that we see here today but the text says that there arose a severe famine that means that people did not have food to eat that means that the younger brother was on starve mode Yeah, no more money, no more clubs, no more expensive dinners. He probably had to sell his shoes and his clothes just to try to find a bite to eat. And I want to pause right here long enough to let you know that a life without Jesus will leave you on starve mode. A life without Jesus will put you in a spiritual famine. A life without the one true living God in your life will leave you oh so hungry and oh so thirsty in a dry and weary land. Only Jesus will provide for you a life worth living. Say amen. Let's look at verse 15. He's, He's already hungry. He's already on starve mode, right? He ain't got no clothes or no shoes. Amen. And then verse 15 says, then he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into the field to feed swine. Verse 16, and he would have gladly filled his stomach with the pods that the swine ate, and no one gave him anything. Times got real, real, real bad. It real hard for the younger brother. The text says that he um, attached himself to a citizen of that country. The text suggests that he almost glued himself to that citizen. Anybody ever been to Tijuana, Mexico, and when you get to Mexico, the kids come up to you, they won't leave you alone, they follow you all around because they're so hungry and they, 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 they hope that you'll give them something so that they can get some food? That, that's the picture of what happened in this parable. This man is so hungry, so thirsty, so desperate, so skinny, Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh, that he actually glues himself to a citizen, hoping that he can get a little something to fill his stomach. He was empty, y'all. And that's, man. Now, now, and that's what the younger brother did. And then to to finally uh, get rid of the younger brother, the citizen sends him into his field to go feed his swine. Now... The job of feeding swine was one of the most disgusting jobs a Jewish man could have. swine are considered unclean animals they're very disgusting they stink amen they are sloppy and 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 think about the audience that jesus is teaching here he's teaching pharisees and religious rulers and they would have saw this as the as the greatest form the most degrading job ever to be feeding swine. Amen. The 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 younger brother was so hungry that he would have ate the pies that the swine ate. But guess what? Not even the swine food can provide for him fulfillment. He was so hungry that he said, let me just try to find uh, substance in this pod here. But pods are not digestible by humans. So he's at the lowest of the low, trying to find some food. And not even the food that the swine ate will provi- provide for him fulfillment. <laughs> Somebody see where I'm going in here. Yes, this, this young brother here. He was poor, he was hungry, he was humiliated, he was broken, amen. And David says in Psalms 51 verse 17 that the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken spirit and a contrite heart, oh God, you will not despise. Has God ever allowed anyone in the room to be broken? Will this world break you down? Will this flesh break you down? Will the devil and his demons break you down? How many of you know that a lifestyle of sin will break you all the way down and put you in bad shape? A lifestyle of sin will have you looking stupid. It will have you feeling stupid. It will even have you sounding stupid. You ever listen to a person stuck in sin? You'd be like, for real? You did what? What were you thinking? They, they, they can't even say it. Be, they don't know because they've given their lives to the devil. And the devil's in charge now. But from the outside looking in, we're like, for real? Come on. But that's what a lifestyle of sin or have, or have you. Have you stuck on stupid? Let's look at verse 17. Let's look at verse 17. But in verse 17, it says, but when he came to himself, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have bread enough to spare and I perish with hunger? Verse 18, I will arise and go to my father and will say to him, father, I've sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your higher servants. See, family, he, after he was at the lowest place possible, he made up his mind and his heart to repent and go back home to his father. Yeah, he said, I'll go back to my daddy's house and be a servant. He said, I'll give up my pride. And I'll give up my ways for the Father's ways. Say amen. Let's look at point number two: the righteous. Uh, yes, but on his way back home, something beautiful happened. Yeah, his father, uh huh, notices him from afar off. And, then, and then, then, then then, then, this dignified man, you do know that the father was very dignified. He was a landowner, a property owner, had servants. He told somebody to go and they went. He was the man. Amen. He was the man. But this dignified man uh-huh, does something countercultural. Yeah, yeah. In yeah. that day, they wore long garbs, right? He, he, he pulled up his garb got into a full 100, 200, 400 meter sprint and started running as hard as he can. There goes my baby. He was lost, but he's coming back. And then when he finds him, he picks him up like a little baby. Kisses him all over. He has great joy because he's seen his baby boy. And that is the love of a good, good father. No matter what you do, no matter where you've been, when you come back to daddy, daddy loves you so much. I know you smell like pig. I know you stink. I know you ain't got no shoes on. I know you nasty, but I love you anyway. Come on home. Who am I talking talking to in here this morning that needs to come on home to the good, good father? He loves you just like you are. And when you receive his love, he'll do the work to change you. Just come on home to the good, good father. God says, after all the hell you didn't raise, I still love you. Then look at what, I'm going narr- to narrate the text. I'm going to narrate the text here. Look, look what happens here. The younger, the younger brother tries to become a servant to his daddy. He says, but dad... Uh, let me be a servant dad says nonsense get the best robe the best robe belonged to daddy y'all he basically said go get my robe the best robe in the house and put it on him. Amen. And then, and then he says, uh, get some shoes and put them on his feet. This man, ain't, he ain't no slave. He ain't no servant. But this is my son. My son needs some shoes on his feet. Go get him some Stacy Adams or some Jordans or something like that. I want everybody to know that this right here is mine. Put some shoes on his feet. Matter of fact, go get a ring. Put a ring on his hand. The ring symbolizes that this, this, this once outcast is a part of the family. Not only is he a part of my family, but he has legal right to make decisions on the behalf of the family. If you want to buy some property, he can buy some property because that's my son. Yes, yes. He is not a slave, not a servant. This is my son. Put some shoes on his feet. Amen. When you are a part of God's family, you get special privileges that others don't get. Yeah, yeah, you get benefits that others can't get. When you're part of God's family, you get grace. Amen. You get good stuff that you do not deserve because you are a part of God's family. I want you to notice something here in the text notice notice that the younger brother did not have to work for his father's grace no no he 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 did not have to work for his father's love no he he did not have to work to be accepted into the family and uh, i said it once but i'm gonna say it one more time it doesn't matter what you've done or where you've been the father's love covers a multitude of sins Somebody say amen right there. I'm in the text. Then he said, he said, uh, go get the fatted calf and let us have a party. Uh, Let us celebrate because my son was dead, but now he is alive. He was lost, but now he is found. So Ramalex, let's get the party cracking. Yes, yes. Let's have a community banquet. Invite everybody to the party. Go get the fatty calf and kill him. Let's eat some steak tonight because my boy, my son, who I've cared about so much, who I let go and allowed him to live, but he came back. And not only did he come back, but he's safe. Hallelujah. So we're going to have a party, y'all, because my son is back. Say amen. We almost through, y'all. We, we almost through. We had our third point. Did I, did I give you my points? Okay, we talked about the rebel, right? Talked about the righteous. That's God, the good, good father, amen. And now we on the religious, religious. We almost done. Now, Now the older brother was in the field working, doing what he was supposed to be doing. And he hears the noise, so he comes to inquire about what's going on. And they told him, your brother has come home, and he is now safe, and your daddy has killed the fatty calf, and we having a party. The older brother, that's the religious, right? He, he, when the older brother heard this, he was furious, and he refused to come to the party. Uh, Some of you here today, you've been in church all your life, uh, waiting for God to bless you. You've been serving the church and doing everything that you felt like you can do, but you've been doing it because you wanted to receive something from God, but not necessarily doing it because you love God. And as soon as somebody who's been sinning all their life... Come into the church and get elevated. You got your neck turned and your lip poked out because this sinner uh uh-huh, got elevated and put into a position of leadership. And now you mad at God. Don't be mad at God. Check your heart. Is your heart right? Why are you doing what you're doing? Are you doing it because you're just trying to find fulfillment? Or are you doing it because you really love God? Oh, I'm preaching in here, yes, sir. I'm almost through, uh, but uh the good, good father, uh, leaves the fellowship. <laughs> uh, he he comes out of the party uh, looking for that one son who got his lip poked out looking for that one son who's mad, looking for that one son who's mad at God, and then when he finds a son, has a conversation with him. I want to let you know, you in here, you mad at God, but God wants to meet you right where you at. He wants to have a conversation with you right there where you are at. Can you hear the Lord speaking this morning? Uh, God does not desire that any one of you should perish. And that's why he left the party. Yes. Uh, verse 29. Verse 29. And verse 30 says, So uh, he answered and said to his father, Lo, these many years I've been serving you. I've never transgressed your command At any time, and yet you never gave me a young goat that I might be merry with my friends. But as soon as this son of yours came, who has devoured your livelihood with harlots, you killed the fatted calf for him. The older brother at this point is being is being very disrespectful to his daddy. Uh, and when we uh, fix our hearts and minds to question God, uh, that's what we're doing. We being very disrespectful to the father God. Last time I checked, God is sovereign. He can do what he wants to do. And whatever he does for the believer, is going to work out for your good. So don't get mad at God once again. And don't question God about your situation. Yes. Look, 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 look what he says here. He, look what he says. Yes, he says, look, look, Dad, that's very disrespectful. He says, look, I worked hard for you. I've never disobeyed you at any time. And I couldn't even get a small goat to celebrate with my friends. But this little twerp right here blew all your money on prostitutes, and now you throwing him a party, and you throwing him a party with my money. Oh, yeah, it was his money. Yeah, it, it was his money. Let me, let me back up for you. Let me back up for you. Earlier it said he divided his livelihood between his sons. I told you the older son gets two-thirds and the younger son gets one-third. He already gave the one-third to the younger son. So now his daddy is throwing a party with the older son's money. And the son is hot. How you going to throw a party with my money for this? this amen the older brother the older brother the older brother yeah yeah you see the party was free for the younger brother but it wasn't cheap (laughs) cost the older brother and it cost the daddy everything somebody see where i'm going Yes, the older brother was so mad that he refused the love of his father. Again, don't refuse God's love. You mad at God because some things happened in your childhood. You mad at God because you don't have what you felt like God has promised you, and, 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 and you are refusing God's love. God came and he left the party just to see about you. But in this parable, the older brother refused the love of his daddy. That family is the unforgivable sin to constantly uh, reject the wooing of the Holy Spirit. Who are you today? God's tugging on your heart, saying, come home, son, I love you. Come on, daughter, I love you. But you got so much pride and you so mad that you are rejecting the father's love. Come on home. Daddy says, I'm in the text. He says, uh, son, you, you are always with me, and all that I have is yours. It was right that we should celebrate your younger brother. Uh, he was dead, and now he is alive. He was lost, and now he is found. And as I take my seat, yes, this morning, I want to let you know that the party is free to get in, but it's not cheap. Somebody had to pay in order for you to come to the party. Somebody had to pay for the sins of the rebellious. Somebody had to pay for the sins of the, yes, religious. Somebody had to pay for all the lies that we told. Somebody had to pay for all the things that we stole. Somebody had to pay for all the people that we cheated. Somebody had to pay for for the way we looked down on sinners instead of helping them back up. Somebody had to pay for how we gossiped and talked about people. Somebody had to pay. Yes. But it just couldn't be anybody. Yes, yes, the party is free but somebody had to pay and god cannot accept just any old kind of sacrifice but it had to be a perfect sacrifice mama couldn't do it daddy couldn't do it not all your good works can do it because you're not good enough your righteousness is as filthy rags but i know a man Yes, I know a man born of the virgin birth, conceived by the Holy Spirit, never told a lie, never cheated, never talked about anybody. Yes, as a matter of fact, he walked the streets of Judea, Jerusalem, and surrounding regions. Casting out demons Giving sight to the blind Raising the dead And being about his father's business He preached the kingdom Yes he did And when he got done Living the perfect life He exchanged Yes he did His perfect life For our sinful life Can I tell you how he did it Can I tell you how he did it Out on that cross already beaten (laughs) out on that cross already talked about out on that cross already slapped around out on that cross with nails in his hands out on that cross with nails in his feet out on that cross with a crown of thorns on his head there goes my savior suffering bleeding and dying for my sins and for your sins out on that cross he died didn't he die he died out on that cross but that's not how the story ends they took him off that cross put him in another man's grave there's my savior in that grave for three days but y'all know that ain't how the story is yeah yeah yes because early sunday morning he got up with all power of heaven and earth in his hands and with that power i can walk right with that power i can talk right with that power i can live right all because he lives say man yeah won't he do it will he give you joy yes he will will he give you peace in the middle of a storm Will he give you joy, unspeakable joy? Will he be a doctor in the sick room? Will he be a lawyer in the courtroom? Will he be a friend that sticks closer than a brother? Will he fight your battles if you just keep still? Yes, he will. Yes, he will. I know he will. I know he will. Ain't he all right? Ain't he all right? Ain't God all right? Say yeah. Say yeah. Say yeah. 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 Yes. He's a good, 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 good father. He's a good, 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 good daddy. I said he's good, y'all. I said he's sweet, sweeter than the honey on the honeycomb. Is there anybody in the room that's tried Jesus? Why don't you look at your neighbor? Tell your neighbor, I tried the man, and I know he's all right. Yes, he is come on home and celebrate with your daddy because he's good a good good father yes he is 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 i know he's all right i know he's all right i know he's all right I know he's alright. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Yes he will. Yes he will. Yes he will. I know he'll do it. Come home. To the good, good father. All over the all over the building. Standing on your feet, all over the room, all over the room. Hallelujah. So good, Father.